0: Welcome to the St. George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk.
1: The Bible reading today is from Colossians 3, verses 1 to 17. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden in Christ with God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old selves with its practices, and you have put on your new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or th- free, but Christ is all as it, and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has any grievance against someone. Forgive as, Lord, as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish each other with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Thanks be to God. So hi
0: everyone, I'm Hannah and I'm part of the clergy team here at St. George's. Uh, I'm also what you call a planting curate, so in two years time uh, we will be uh, gathering a group of people and going to either revitalise or plant a church in the east of Leeds. And so it's great to share with you today. So today we have witnessed some amazing baptisms. Baptisms are so exciting as they are the outworking of the testimony as God's grace and the love he has for the people as they stand before God and all of us as his church. They proclaim what we're turning away from and how we're orientating our lives towards Jesus. as baptized people, you're turning away from those things and putting the past behind us, centering our new lives on Jesus Christ, creator, redeemer, and the hope of all creation. They're saying that the power of darkness and evil things of this world no longer have a hold in them. And that day by day in those little decisions and those big decisions of life, they're gonna let Jesus be their compass and their guide. It is no small thing to commit to, it's a great chance for all those who have also been baptised to remember the commitments we have made, and our ongoing mission to be with Christ and to be his disciples, sold out for the gospel and living, radically sacrificial. Today we're going to remember how in baptism we are holy and dearly loved, clothed, with Christ. Christian baptism has its roots in the Jewish faith, so that you could uh, be washed and made clean, ready to worship in the temple. John the Baptist offered baptism as a way of turning away from sin and readying themselves for the coming Messiah. Jesus himself was baptised, And it was a place where he embraced his humanity and was recognized in his identity as God's son. God affirms his identity saying, this is my son. With him, I am well pleased. For Christians, it's both an opportunity to declare our faith and trust in Jesus. And it's also where God meets us and speaks our identity over us that he has already made possible through his life, his death, and his resurrection. In baptism, we are released into a completely new way of living and loving, free from sin with a new identity. Within baptism, the cross is marked on the person's head. Christ claims you for his own. It was no small thing for the Christians living in the Roman Empire, in the Greek culture. There were many gods to worship, and allegiance was demanded towards Rome. The Roman Empire ruled politically, but the Greek culture was the dominant force. There were many gods, and they needed to be appeased through temples and rituals, and the emperor must be worshipped as a god even being given the name Son of God. So for these early Christians to recognise Jesus as the one and only God, to put their lives in a different way of living, put them in danger. And for our Farsi brothers and sisters, this is a reality they know and relate to. And we honour you today for all the trials and difficulties you've been through to come to this place To decide to be baptized within this culture we find the early church the baptism was a symbol of rebirth and new life a life where the first are now the last and the last are the first where you loved your neighbor as yourself you had one god and worshiped no other this wasn't a faith based on appeasing It wasn't about wielding power or dominance, but about sacrifice and love. It was a new way to live, so much so that the early Christians were called the way. Their lives looked so radically different. And it's with those many Christians that have come before you in the last 2,000 years that you have now joined the church family. In baptism, you are holy and dearly loved clothed with Christ. In our reading, the Apostle Paul says in Colossians uh, verse 12, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and with patience. In another letter to Galatians, Paul summarized what it is to be clothed in Christ. In Galatians 3 verse 26, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptised in Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. It was common in baptism to clothe yourself in white after you were baptised. This was a symbolic act of your new identity in Christ. Our identity can can affect so much the choices we make, our behaviour and our agency when we know who we are in Christ. Our ability to be resilient and mindful, to navigate circumstances well, to be secure in healthy relationships are empowered by the Holy Spirit. We become such fuller, more free people. And so just to remind us of what that might look like, I'm gonna invite our Farsi brother who has volunteered for this task. Yes, I think it's you, come forward. We're literally going to clove you. I'm sorry, it's not brilliant white. It should be completely white, but we're going to clove you to remind us of what this looks like. Now, that's that way. Go on. Just put it over your head. <laughs> it's always fun. This it's the first, first bit, of Vicar School. Here we go. Close your Head. Where are you? There he is. Head down. There we go. I was thinking sometimes when we, when we clothe ourselves in something new, it can feel different. Does that feel a bit strange? Yeah. <laughs> but actually, these new clothes should feel different. We should feel that there's something has changed. We've been baptised. We've come out into a new life. And we look and feel different. Thank you so much for being clothed in whites. That is a wonderful example. Do you want to take your seats? <laughs> you can take it on. So thinking of this being clothed in something different, uh, I have an example, there should be some awful photos about to come onto the screen. So uh, when I was a teenager, uh, I had a really good friend called Jeff. And um, I was in sixth form, and he was studying uh, religion, philosophy, and ethics. And I told him, probably years before that, that I went to the Salvation Army. It was this big secret, I told him. And I didn't tell lots of people, I just I told him. And uh, when he was, doing religion, philosophy, and ethics, uh, he decided to tell the class. They were looking at the Army. He decided to tell the class, Hannah goes to the Army. You could talk to her about it. Now, uh, in this class, there was many boys that I quite liked, and uh, I was not best pleased with my friend, Jeff. Uh, if you don't know, Army is a church like the Church of England is, and it has different ways of expressing its faith, and one of them is to wear a uniform as a witness, as a sign of what you believe, and for it to be public for people to see it. So when I went to go and find Jeff and say, you know, what's going on? Why, why do you think that was a good idea? Uh, he was shocked. He was like, Hannah, that's something I really admire about you. It's something that I think you should use as a witness. It's something that is, is a good thing to be proud of. His words cut me to the core because I was not living a life that was uh, truly signified in that uniform. My life had become something of dirty rags, not brilliant whites, And so when he challenged me and why I was so ashamed of what I had chosen to do in my faith, I realized that my clothes were no longer living up to what I believed and how I was living. Like my own uniform, my old uniform, Paul unpacks what it means to be clothed in Christ. In his letter to the Colossians, it's a really instructional and inspiring letter The Colossians letter was written by Paul, who was instructing and correcting and encouraging the new church how to live out this faith. Some were insisting that the new believers from outside the Jewish faith should follow all the strict rules of the Jewish law. But God had made it clear that the new covenant had fulfilled all those laws and they were no longer necessary to keep. Paul addressed these issues out clearly, outlining that being baptised by grace looks like. Paul made it clear that to follow Jesus means that you don't add him to the long list of gods you already worship, but you discard the former things, setting your focus solely on God, the one true God. In verses 5 to 11, Paul talks about what you turn away from. We heard the language of turn away in our baptism liturgy and what it means to be killing off everything that was connected to our old way of life that only brings death. The message passage says it like this, doing whatever you feel like, whenever you feel like, and grabbing whatever attracts your fancy, that is a life shaped by things and feelings, instead by God. Paul continues, but you know better now, so make sure it is all gone for good. Instead, in verses 12 to 17, Paul unpacks what it means to be clothed with Christ. It looks like living and showing compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience made possible because Jesus died and brought us into this new family. This way offers freedom and blessing, but sacrifice and a life guided by love. Paul very practical here, taking, talking about what real life and community looks like. Clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with one another. Forgive one another if one of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. I have spent lots of time with the Farsi uh, group, and it's amazing to see how you unpack what God is trying to teach you, how you teach each other, uh, how you look at the small and the big things, and really wrestle with God in what this new clothing looks like. Our new clothing may look dramatically different from our old clothes, but as I shared, there was a point in my life where my old clothes and my way of living looked like rags compared to being clothed in the light of Christ. In baptism, I am holy and dearly loved and clothed in Christ. Wearing this new clothes looks like making decisions for the Holy Spirit to follow Jesus, sometimes in big decisions, in those cross-road moments, and other times in small, faithful steps. When I was thinking about this, it reminded me of a, a decision I have to make nearly every day. Uh, I take my daughter on the school run, and in the last uh, couple of months, I have passed my driving tests. Uh, I know, 39, I've you know, got there in the end. And, um, and so my daughter has noticed that there's actually a choice now. Do we walk or do we go in the car? And I'm saying, no, we're gonna walk. I've been telling that, you know, we need the exercise, we've got a dog, we need to walk her, uh, and it's better for the environment. You say you care about the environment, we're going to walk. And as I was thinking about it more, I realized there's lots of other reasons why it's also good for us to walk. It's really good for my mental health and my time with God. I use that time to pray and to listen to the Bible. I am present in my community. I, I make connections with people. I talk to people. I pray for the community. Um, and it just makes a real difference in the way we use that space so instead of being in the car for five minutes I have 20 minutes for my daughter to ask her how her day is to, to process that to, to spend time with her so in this small decision to walk instead drive it has many implications they might seem small and insignificant but actually when you think about them when we put them in the kingdom of the spirit they can have big impacts and if we're all doing that as the church what do our towns and cities look like? What are the relationships and the connections that we are making? What is our reaction to things like climate change and poverty as we walk and are present in our communities? For those of us who are baptized following Jesus, I'm not sure if you've got small or big decisions that you are um, having to walk through as clove people in Christ. But they do have an accumulative effect. They do matter. And it's important to keep pressing in with the Holy Spirit to see what he's asking you to think differently about. We are holy and dearly loved. How are we living being clothed in Christ? It might be that you need to prioritise your time with God more, whether it be in your personal reading and prayer time, whether it's gathering in your small group, Maybe it's coming to our monthly prayer and worship evenings or our Sunday services. In Colossians 2 verse 2 it says, we are to be knit together in love. In chapter 3 verse 15 to 16 it says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. We can't do those things if we don't gather as his church, if we don't spend time knitting ourselves together as his family. It might be that some of you are being called to do this more actively in your family setting, in your homes, in your communities, in your workplaces, in your places of study. In verse 17, it says, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. In baptism, we are holy and dearly loved and clothed with Christ. For those of us that are baptised, the calling today is to clothe ourselves in Christ, assured of our new identity in Christ, in Jesus. Christ has marked you as his own. We have died to our old way of life. We are reborn into life with Jesus, where we look of ways to serve and love and be active participants in the kingdom. Thank you for listening to the St George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.